You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam, as always. Yeah, good to be here. Good to see you again, Pam. Good to see you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Haven't we, We're just now getting to see each other. Absolutely. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having honest, straightforward conversations about life and love and marriage and sex and all that goes on, the good, the bad, the not so good, the mediocre, the great. We want to cover it all. Because here at Sexy Marriage Radio, no topic is off limits. You're going to get honest, straightforward uh, conversations. We'll help frame the conversation. Because what our hope is, is that at, in your marriage, you can talk about the things maybe we start talking about with the person that you do this with. Yeah, take it a deeper dive so it's more meaningful within your relationship. Absolutely. And if you want to let us know what's on your mind or a topic that you'd love us to cover, or a question that you've got because you've got nowhere else to ask, we'll answer it. Uh, you can call us at 214-702-9565 or send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because every email is read, every voicemail is listened to, some of them make them on the air, some of them we reply to just via the inbox, but all of them help us shape the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation because every single member of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation is, is vital to making this show happen. Right. And if you also like what we got going on, I want to ask you to go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Leave a comment. Uh, help us spread the words that married sex is a sacred place for sex, mm -hmm. that it can only get better. And our hope is that that happens for you. So we're at the time of season right now where a new year's getting ramped up, which means we're getting in the gear up stage for what's to come. Mm -hmm. namely being the getaway that's that's right around the corner. Yeah, can we June, say that about June? In June, it, you can because it seems we seem to blink and it's here. <laughs> it's true. But June 18 through 21 here in the DFW area, registrations are going on right now. So smrnation.com forward slash getaway. Come join us because this will be the sixth getaway right. we've done. Right. And this is going to be the last getaway we'll do in this current format. Okay. And when do you start disclosing a new format? Yes. Okay. Good job. Good job. Well, we got to have a little bit of a tease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not expecting you to do it now. Right. Just, but um, we do want you to come, come, and, come join us because it's going to be a great four days. Uh, we've got some great things already planned. Um, couples massage training, mm -hmm. a dance, um, and a couple other things still in the works that, Really excited to have happen, and we really hope that you'll come take a little time out with us because it's going to be a great, a great four days. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio was brought to you by Everpillow from Infinite Moon. InfiniteMoon.com. Use your code SMR10 to save 10% on all natural, fully customizable pillows. Coming up on today's regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, we've got some really good questions that have come in the inbox lately, Pam on some topics that uh, we cover at the getaway and we've covered whenever we've had a chance to speak 
and do like sex Q and A at moms at, groups, at some of the moms and groups and church groups events. and different things where mm-hmm. people want to ask these questions, but they just don't know when and how. Mm-hmm. And so we we will answer them. And I'm excited to get your take on some of the topics we're going to cover today. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, these always scare me because I just never know what's going to be flinging my way. It's going to be zingers right past my head. <laughs> exactly. We should have had this one on camera. Let's so see if we can embarrass can Pam today. Exactly. And coming up on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. Uh, we've got an email that's been in the inbox for a while that's worth unpacking because there's a lot in it. All right. And so we're going to do what we've done before, where at the end of the regular version, we'll go through the email, and then during the extended version, we'll answer it. We'll cover it and answer it. Okay, wonderful. So all that's coming up on today's show. We have a couple of emails that have come in as we get started today mm-hmm. that um, all surrounding the topic of anal sex. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about this. I was looking through the archives, and this has been addressed only a couple of times in the eight years of Sexy Marriage Radio. Mm-hmm. But the first one, we're going to kind of come at this uh, from two different lenses, I guess, on two different ideas behind it, mm-hmm. uh, from two different emails that have come in. So here's the first one. So it just says, it goes, good morning. I just recently started listening to SMR, and I love it. First started listening after a conversation I had with my husband about sex. He wants me to be more open to new things. My husband has more experience with sex, and while I've only had five partners throughout my life, sometimes I feel that I'm inadequate when it comes to sex, and I've expressed this. I do not want to try some things, and I, but I'm usually willing to try some new positions, like lingerie or some of the other things, but okay. there's some things that she's not willing to try. This one's just crossing the line. My husband wants okay. to do anal sex, and I'm not really on board. We've tried to do some things to make me comfortable, but it just doesn't work for me. He does appreciate the fact that I'm trying, but I can tell he's disappointed. I want it to be spicier, but also in the realm of my comfort. What do I do? Okay. Yeah, so rephrase, what do you do when one person wants to do something the other doesn't want to do? Right, right? and so to her question and the way she's framing this... I want things to be spicier, but in my comfort zone. Those two things cannot simultaneously exist usually. Mm, spicy okay. is found out just outside of your comfort zone typically. That's what makes it spicy. Sure. That's novelty. That's when the anxiety kind of goes up a little bit. But I can totally get how that specific act would not necessarily feel like novelty. Well, sure. So some of it, if, if you kind of think of it as um, we live life, if you drew a circle around yourself in our sex life, we, we live life. We kind of create this boundary around us of these are the things that are within this boundary I'm comfortable with. They're okay. I enjoy, you know, it, it's, it's part of what's my normal. Yeah. When I venture outside of it a little bit, that's where you start to find the novelty and the spice. But then sometimes you come across a situation in a marriage where one partner really wants to try something that pushes you much further than just a little bit beyond it. That's kind of what she's describing in the way I picture it. It, Yeah, I would agree with that. And he gives her props for, I appreciate your willingness to at least attempt or stretch or talk about it, which that's good, Mm. right? Because all of us learn and grow by little steps right and things but what i'm hearing from her 
that that just begins this topic for us is what do I do when it's not something I'm on board with, but yet my husband wants to, and the fact that he wants to and I don't, he's disappointed. Yeah, you feel like you're the one letting the other spouse down. And I guess maybe the it, the reverse could be seen. I don't it doesn't sound like the husband sees it this way, but you know, is there an element of the husband letting the wife down just because he's wanting to do that? Well, yes, this does get into the Am idea I... of the meanings of of what what's the point, what's the meaning of it, what's the reality of mm-hmm. why, what's the motivation on both sides. You know, what point do you, well, I'm sure they've had discussions. I, I, well, I can't say I'm It sounds sure. like they would have had discussions about Discussions this. about it. And then you have discussions about cleanliness and the other items that come into play when you're talking about anal sex. Right. Right? Right. When, I mean, when you, I'm assuming this has come up in, um, you know, conversations with clients and different things like that. What What's the guidance that you give in that arena when you're talking about anal sex? Okay. Well, that goes to the second email. Oh, okay. That, okay. That we've got. Are so we wanna, pushing past the first one? I, yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I want to table it for a second. All right, and you then, got somewhere and, you want to go, and, I'm and then we'll get off. into the idea. See, here we go. This is the dynamic of she's pushing me where I don't want to go right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but it's seeing it as. Um, we we will talk about the 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 ins the ins and the outs is about what I was to say. <laughs> Nicely you know, played. Thank you. Okay. Pun intended, I guess. Um, but we can talk about what are the things that you need to be aware of if this is going to be a part you want to venture into, or is a part that you're already into in your life. Mm-hmm. But I still want to make sure she hears that spice and comfort don't coexist. Because there is an element of how do I push myself but not go beyond, because we all have elements of I'll go this far but not that far. Right. I'll test it out and then I'll stand up and I'll say no. And this is where what I'm hearing is she's trying to figure out how to navigate two choice dilemmas by making sure everybody's okay and satisfied and happy. Mm. rather than seeing it as, you know what? He's pushing for something I'm not interested in. So when I stand up and finally say, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go this far. I'll deal with this. We can play around the external part of it, whatever. But once insertion happens, I'm out. I'm not interested. And you're going to be disappointed with that. And I'm going to be okay or learn to be okay with your disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same thing of he's wanting her to stretch and grow and deal with something that she doesn't want to do. So she's got disappointment. So which one gets it? Right. One of you is getting disappointed in this scenario. And so, and it's one way to think of it. And so instead, how do you start to see this more through the lens of how am I maintaining self and my own character, my own identity? Because sometimes you get into these arenas, especially some of the ones that are more taboo, which mm-hmm. anal sex fits into that that category, taboo, especially, yeah. especially among Christian and some of the different uh, cultural dynamic that can come around it. Sure. So whenever you're venturing into some of these things, we get into this quick repulsion rather than just reacting to it is oftentimes just a reaction. I need to solidify, and I'm speaking as the wife here, I need to solidify 
why is this out of my comfort zone? Why is this something I'm not interested in? Just like I would like for my husband to explain, why is it something he's interested in? We both need to get more clarity of our meanings. Right. That I, that's, that's, a, that's valid because then we're both coming from um, firmer, more solid right. stances rather than reactionary on one And you one also end or the open other. up the possibilities of we could do other things. Right. That still can get close to that meaning. Right. Right. And so that's the route forward for what I'm hearing her. Now to get to your question, which is the other email that came in uh, shortly after this one. Okay. So what's the email saying? This one just says, hey, my wife and I did anal sex for the first time. I loved it. She put up with it. It seemed to go okay for her. And it's something she would consider again down the road because I really enjoy it. Do I have, do we have any episodes that discuss anal sex? Thanks. Well, we do now because of today's episode. Yeah. I'm just struck by his phrase. Go back over that. I loved it. She put up with it. She put up with it. And what does it say right after she put up with it? It seemed to go okay for her. And it's something she would consider again down the road because I really enjoy it. it. She put up with it. It seemed to go okay for her. Right. And I guess I would question. um, I mean, my gut is saying, don't you, if you're doing something together, don't you want it to be great for both of you? Are we okay with it just being optimally, okay and I our would, spouse putting up Optimally, with I would say it's okay, but wouldn't you think there's a part of married life where there are times where the higher desire is putting up with something for the lower desire or vice versa? Well, true. That could be going to that a company Christmas party, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because you get into this <laughs> element of, this is this is a good way to frame it, and this almost ties into la- the last email too. Uh, you get into this element of, if I have a strong no, it's almost a continuum, right? Okay. If I have a strong no, then I need to, I need to understand why. That's how we ended the last email. Okay. What's the meaning? If I'm in a neutral, then sometimes there's something I can take it for the team. I'm I'm, I'm more indifferent. It's not it's not a bad. It's not necessarily a good. But you know there there is an element of this, and this is where consciously. Can I make the choice where I'm not blaming and feeling forced or obligated, but I'm choosing? I think it's different to take one for the team when I'm going to a restaurant that I don't necessarily like their food <laughs> versus having a penis put up my anus. Okay. Right? I, I, there's, there's definite personal space that's being invaded there. Okay. And that's that's whether it's anal sex or... Vaginal sex or mm-hmm. I, oral sex. That yes, there are things that we. I'm going to defer to my spouse on this, and I'm going to go along with this because I'm fine with it. I I think there's different degrees of that, though. Well, okay, but I'm hunch. My hunch is because I got 26 and a half years with you, actually longer yes. than that, as far as the relationship goes, and our upbringings are very, very similar. Okay. I, I, my hunch is this is coming out of the topic and the response from you personally. I do not doubt that this is coming out of the topic. <laughs> More than it is. Okay, hold on. There are differences, though. Sure. You got you to gotta say that the, anything you're talking about on the sex topic, if you're going beyond where one spouse would want to go, 
it's not the same as other places necessarily. Right, but you're you're across the board. You jumped on the she's okay with it, and that you went with a negative on that rather than that can still go as a positive. She's okay with it. It doesn't provide a great amount of pleasure, but it's okay. Okay, it's not painful, and that's the biggest thing. If you're talking about tips for anal sex, health, safety, communication are paramount. Yeah, because it's it's the it's one of these uh, riskier versions of intercourse, if you will. Uh, risky because of cleanliness or, or risky because, because of, of how tender the tissue is risky, in there? Risky because of the tissue. Risky because of tearing, cuts. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of things that they, you have to be aware of. That I mean, the stuff I've come across and the clients that have come through my office where this has been a source of the conversation, they are all, with that hundred, with 100% without fail, lube, 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 lube is a must. Yeah. Because it's... Well, you don't have the natural lubricant exactly. coming. Right? But, but it's, it's realizing that you can do it, but there has to be constant communication going on throughout mm. it. Gotcha. Because it does put you in a scenario of, is somebody just okay with it? And then it gets into the point of, okay, I'm no longer okay with it, but I can't read your face that way. Because of the position we're likely in, that that's happening. Well, and it's interesting you say that. I think of of some of these groups that we go to where the anal sex topic comes up. And at the same time, the topic comes up of, he wants me to talk during sex, but I just can't. I can't do it. I can't talk. And if you're in this scenario, if you're not talking, if you're right. not communicating, you're you're setting yourself up right. for potentially... Disaster. A lot of pain, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of pain that can come from this. But it's, it's just recognizing that this is something. If both people are on board, okay, then go for it. But again, health, safety, uh, time. You know, you want to ease don't into it. it. You mean- don't rush this. Yeah, I couldn't think of the right word. Mm-hmm. That you take your time. You, you warm up to this because I've had a couple of couples that this was their preferred route because of vaginal scarring because of some different things that have come along that made penile vaginal intercourse painful okay and what they actually did is they discovered anal sex hit a g-spot from the other way or hit part of the vagina no okay the clitoris clitoris. because the clitoris is internal I was kind of working around there in a mental gymnastics there for a second (laughs) that it hit a different way as well as his manual stimulation during. Gotcha. And it was very pleasurable for both of them. So this is one of those things that you can, everybody probably has a, oh, no way. Or, oh, okay. You know, we, come, we, we land somewhere naturally on the scale when, we admit, when this topic comes up. Right. Well, that example that you just gave right there, how, I, I'm sure there's a majority of listeners that have never heard it from that point of view. Right. And so just recognizing, okay, I land wherever I land on the scale with this. Why? Venture into the the whys, because then at least I'm solidifying this is my rationale. I just don't find any pleasure with it. I think it's gross. I think, you know, whatever it can be, okay, at least then I've got more solidness in the way I can respond and then handle a disappointment that might be coming from a spouse that is interested in it. Yeah. Because it's going to come down to everybody's personal taste, everybody's personal nuances, mm-hmm. and those cha- those change and shift 
But if I'm constantly just overreacting and quick reacting to it, I never have a chance to challenge it and solidify myself, which I can actually benefit from if I'm willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So for several weeks now, Pam and I, would you say we're sleeping on a, a cloud? I would say a cloud that actually fits my neck and head. That's a great <laughs> point because we've been using the Ever Pillow from Infinite Moon. The beauty of this pillow to me personally is when you get it, it's all natural. But at the end of the pillow is a zipper that allows you to take out filling, which is also all natural, mm -hmm. or put more in because you can adjust this pillow. Because my struggle with pillows is one, they wear out over time too fast. And then I find myself folding and flipping and trying to make it the right size. Or they're way too big. Finding that right size doesn't work. Yeah, and this one's been great. I've had, well, you know, I've had neck problems for a while. And this one was sweet because I've been looking the same way. They're either too big or too small. Yep. And this one was sweet because I could adjust the feeling to make it just right. And it's been so helpful on the, the neck issues that I've had. The Ever Pillow by Infinite Moon. It's all natural, fully customizable pillows. You get them and just remove or add the natural fill to get the pillow feel and loft exactly what you want for your sleep style and your body type. They're made in Colorado. And one of the coolest parts about this company, Pam, mm -hmm. is they are a job creation program that helps former felons, addicts, and homeless get jobs and job training and life skills. So they've got great products with a great purpose. They offer free shipping, a 100-day, no-risk trial, for the best night's sleep ever. You can pick up your Ever Pillow at infinitemoon.com. And don't forget to use the code SMR10, that's the number 10, to save 10% at checkout. Again, that's infinitemoon.com. Use the code SMR10 to save 10%. Okay, so another email that came in a little while ago, Pamela, that is from a wife that says, I recently had my third child in February. And so I'm guessing this was a year or two ago because it's been in the inbox for several months. So it's, okay. I'm, th I'm thinking it's been a little while just because of where she's going to go. So this okay. should make sense. Okay. My husband has this, has a thing where he just can't have sex with me when I'm pregnant. After I have the baby, it still takes a while for him to come around. Once we break the ice, we have a pretty normal sex life. I've really struggled with this, and I'm too embarrassed to admit to anyone that my husband doesn't want to have sex with me. During and after my other two pregnancies, I would ask him about it, but this time I haven't mentioned it for my own sanity. It's been almost a year and a half since we've had sex. What do I do? How should I approach the topic, or should I just wait until he is ready? This literally makes me feel like I'm disgusting for having a baby. Please help. Mm, that breaks my heart. Yeah, this is a gut punch. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I'm different in the male category of a pregnant woman is an incredibly sexy thing not sexual but it's just there's vibrancy there there's life there it's an attractive thing i i agree um but you know everybody has everybody's different different yep. everybody has different tastes um yeah because i who knows what it is that his hang-up is right this hurts my heart because i I can't imagine the just the body image recalibrating a woman has to go through with that comes along with 
pregnancy mm-hmm. and childbirth mm-hmm. because everything shifts and moves and doesn't always go back to where it was. Well, and I think each additional child can make that a little bit more, yep. uh, uh, a little more of a struggle right? to get the body. I mean, you're not going back to before he had kids. Right. Um, but that, that causes a struggle. So what's the advice for a woman in this scenario with a wife, a husband that's well, she's on it a little bit in the sense that after the, with one and two, she would bring it up. But for whatever reason, with three, for her own sanity, she wouldn't. I'm curious about what that means. Well, that's a good point. So avoiding doesn't make it go away. Right. Right. So it so, often just intensifies the, the elephant and the tension. Right. So there is an element of being able to bring it up is about moving into what it is that you're wanting. What is it you're interested in? What's the dynamic going on in between you? How do you just bring it up between you? I'm like, hey, this has been our pattern, and we're really deep into it now. What gifts? What's going on? Where are you? Well, it, yeah, it seems like there's got to be something going on there. I, I would be really surprised if he had, didn't have some sort of release in the last year and a half. So what's the avenue there? Right. Where are you going? Right. I think I'd really be asking that question. Okay. Is that out of the, I mean, is, is yeah, that I don't, I don't know, I mean, ridiculous to ask that question? Well, but that's under the umbrella of all men ha- want to have sex and all men, if they're not having sex, will go off and masturbate or get it elsewhere. Okay. That's not always, so that seems that's like, not true with everybody. So that's an over the top or reactionary well, No, I think it's part of the playing field. Okay. I think it's a, it's it's a avenue to explore, to think through because she's got data on him to know. Sure. What's the what's been the history? What's been the patterns? What's been the behaviors? But as far as the dynamic between the two of them, I mean, if there's a dynamic going on between you and you just try to act like it's not there and hope the other person picks up the cues, good luck. You're going to be waiting a while. That's what she's. That's her experience. It's right. been a year and a half. Right. I discussed to wait till he comes around. No, not if it's something you're interested in. How do you move into that part of your life better? How do you how do you move into it and just say, look, uh, what gifts? This yeah. is this is part of our dynamic. This is part of our relationship, and it's not happening. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So get on board, or what do we need to do? We'll go get some help. Then you we'll then reach you out take for the people. Next step, right? Absolutely. And then again, the reason, and you're that's a great great little segue to to point out pam that when we get in these scenarios don't we get so caught up in what's what's step 553 rather right. than what's step one because yeah. we see the natural progression of oh i don't want to know the answer to that because that would mean it's going to lead to this and it'll lead to that and ultimately lead to us not together as a possibility yeah yeah and so i'm afraid because i don't want that outcome you go down to worst case scenario so i don't take the first step Rather than how do I take the first step and I just bring it up mm-hmm. and I just say, you know what? It's been a year and a half, buddy. Where are you? Would love to get with you again. And you see how you response. It really is as simple as that, isn't it? A lot of times, but it's also simple doesn't mean well, not scary. <laughs> right. And as simple as that doesn't mean that. Step number two might be really hard. Right. But I can't know what step number two is if I haven't taken step number one. Yeah. 
And that, to me, is the true path of every major difficulty we face in life. I have to take step one before I can figure out step two. It's the it's the path to every great resolution, too, though. Yep. Um, it absolutely is. So it can go both ways. So, Pam, before we transition to the extended content, I want to give a heads up on here's what we're talking about with okay. the email that came in. And so this is from a wife that was listening to our podcast and needed an opinion. So I'm, she's just listening to all of them. So she's just trying to catch up. She's been married 22 years. The beginning, sex was good and frequent. And by that, it was four to five times a week. Well, 22 years later, age 55, and I know I'm going through menopause because I've got no libido, hot flashes, just the whole menopause symptoms. Sex has become maybe a once a week thing. And most of the time on my part, it's pleasing him and I'm done for the last 10 months. And I am not done for the last six months or so. I've tried estrogen patches, but I had terrible side effects, so the doctor took me off them. So now I'm not doing anything for the symptoms at this time. About a year ago, he went to a doctor wanting to get on testosterone because he was feeling tired. He had to go to two different ones before he found the one that would give him the shots. His blood count is in the range, but it's just in the low side of the range. So anyway, he's taking shots weekly. About six months ago, I thought he was cheating, so I started fighting. we started fighting about everything, and sex became less. Two months ago, I decided that I was going to get a hidden camera, and I did, and it's in the bedroom. I haven't seen another woman in there, but four to six times a week, he watches porn on CDs or his phone and masturbates to them. I went for a few weeks and said nothing, then I just couldn't take it anymore when he started wanting different things, and he bought a very expensive sex toy for me. I blew up. I say it's the testosterone because he did admit that it made him made sex better for him. And he's not physically cheating on me, at least, but physically, does that, what, well, what does that even mean, physically? He hadn't touched anyone, but everything else is free game, is what he thinks in his mind. I asked, how often do you do it? And he says, this was the only time. On that, I call bull because I have proof. So he's lying about all of it. So we decided that no CDs without me, and he would stop the shots. It didn't even last a week in the CD's phone websites. The shots went two weeks, and now he's given them to himself without me knowing. So he's lying to me about everything again. We have sex maybe once in the last two weeks because all I see is him lying or thinking about someone else. I was probably wrong for, for the spy camera, but yes, it's still up, and I did not admit to the camera either. I've not confronted him this last time, because I do not know how to let it go or forgive or forget. He said that I'm the one that's changed. And I said, yes, I have, as most women do with menopause. And I tried to help the situation. So I sold him, told him to find someone and I'll go see them. He said he's not the one that's changed. So I'm on my own. Thanks for your thoughts. There's a lot there. There is a ton to unpack that. Yep. Okay. In the extended, meet you there. I'll see you on the other side. Well, these have been a couple of deeper ones today. They have. They <laughs> have. It's some shocking. of them hurt my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the way life unfolds sometimes with couples, with people, with us. I mean Yeah, it's not always a fairy tale, is it? No. <laughs> Disney Plus is a streaming service. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's not real life. It's real life, it's right? R E E L. R E E. It's where you go to get away from life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my hope is that uh, 
some of the way we've steered the conversation or framed it uh, is, is truly helpful to, to the people that have had the courage and the willingness to be honest with us because it's humbling when people are honest with us. So, so excited that people reach out to us all the time still and ask us the questions. Bring us into behind closed doors and into hearts and minds and ask, hey, how can, how can I steer this? How can I deal with that? What's a better way? Because it's an honor every time the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation tunes in, calls in, and writes in. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.